thinking, what a coincidence, because that was like my porn star name was uh, Raymond St. Jock. That was my porn star name back yep. in the day. <laughs> and it's a coincidence that was that. <laughs> that was your porn star name yeah, back Ray- in the day. Yeah, Raymond St. Jock. I never said Ramal. Yeah, you did. No, I did <laughs> not. Fucking I did not. Again, Check the tapes. <laughs> yeah, Raymond St. John. Raymond St. John. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Crunchy bass riff to open. We don't have the original theme, but the more pressing matter, that apology. What did I do? Well, we haven't heard the apology yet. We just got the backstory. Yeah. Did you, did you apologize? I apologize in that. Oh, I didn't listen to the, the whole no, thing. No, I didn't apologize. Oh. You're right. I just pointed out uh, how much wrong. of a fool. I was Raymond saying jerk I was. Yeah, you were a jerk. But Murray, here it is. Here it is. You ready? I'm, I'm listening. I'm choking up here. I'm sorry. I'm looking you dead in the eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I don't accept your apology, but I will appreciate that you're taking responsibility for your actions for the first time since I've known you because usually whenever we have an altercation it's like Tim we're both wrong and when you're and you're usually totally wrong and I'm in the right yeah and so I you've grown since yeah. I've known you since we've been doing I think I can't help but this show because the show helps you yeah you've grown as a human being as a man maybe Fred Williamson helped you I think Fred has helped me plenty uh but now that I'm apologizing I'm realizing how wrong it is to apologize because even though I edited that audio, I realized that wasn't me. I didn't say R- Ramon. Who said it? I don't know. You paid some guy, probably. Oh, once again, it's back on me. Guys. It's back. See, this on is what you. I deal with every fucking. It's back week. on you. Yeah, yeah. You're a Raymond Saint douche. Well, I know a real Raymond Saint hero, and his name is Fred fucking Williamson. Really? Yeah. And you know what, Murray? He. I thought he was just a fucking, like, when you think about icon, what I think about iconic mustaches, you know. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I Not think, your mustache. We're talking about Fred Williamson's mustache. Well, no, I, I, I was going to lead into a thing here, but uh, who's the who's the, uh, the fucking Roadhouse guy? I can't think of his name right now. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. That's the one iconic mustache that, that people go to. Mm, that's okay. Yeah, it's a kind pr- of a Yosemite Sam. Uh, yeah, one. no, I appreciate Fred's because uh, I call it the Batarang. It looks like a Batarang. I'm glad you we're on. It's, it's, so we might have be- botched the whole apology thing and everything. Well, you botched it, but yeah, I may have botched it, but I think you botched it. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that Batarang mustache—it's so beautiful. There's some. There, there's some uh, bonsai tree kind of trimming going on with that there, like, there is there clearly is like i bet he trims his his mustache every day and it's like a way of meditating for him right and he's ready to take on the day i know that's got to be his meditation he just sits there he's got like some calm music on uh, just sunlight coming in i imagine i no light just sunlight natural light He's That's like in one of those gardens, like with you rake the sand. Yeah, the little rake sand. Yeah. Rake. Oh, zen, the zen garden. garden. Yeah, there you go. he looks very zen. I mean, every other scene in this movie, which by the way, he directed. I heard he produced it as, as well. He didn't just produce; he did the catering too. Uh, I also heard that he did all the costuming. He did do the. Co- How did you? 
He also trained a dog in this movie. Well, yeah, I did that. How, how did he have time? Because he was also the key grip on this movie. Not only that, he was the second and third camera crew. Uh, he was also the best boy. I don't. Where did he find the time? I don't know. What was? What is the best boy? By the way, I have no idea. I have no idea. But when I saw him, I'm thinking. I, I guess it's something sexual. I'm guessing. But one of the other major features of this movie is he is the Slim Jim man. He's fucking snapping in the Slim Jim. He did have the uh, endorsement deal before the Macho Man. That's crazy. But he's also one of those iconic figures. He was an athlete. Before he became a huge star, yeah, too. which probably explains why him and Jim Brown, another fellow athlete, get all the good stuff in this movie, and then Richard Roundtree and Jim Kelly get the scraps. Yeah, I mean, you said that you read a very reliable resource, IMDb. That's, IMDb. Where, that's where we get all our <laughs> info. So, uh, yeah, if what we're it, wrong, blame IMDb. Yes, but what 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 did it tell you about this whole? Well, uh, I, first of all. Big props to Fred Williamson for not being the crybaby and going, why isn't Hollywood writing movies for me? He's like, I'm going to write my own fucking movies because we're proving this movie came out in 82. So we're oh, he, we are proving and he is proving that I don't know if it was filmed in 82. They had some 70s fashion going on. I was going to say. But uh, <laughs> he proved that black exploitation didn't die because for main, mainstream America, it died when Star Wars came out. Because the only reason why mainstream studios got into black exploitation because they were losing money, you know, hand over fist. And they're like, hey, these black movies people are into. Let's, let's start putting out some of those. And they, you know, they started making them when they were making money off of them. And then when Star Wars came out, they're like, we don't need these anymore. And they abandoned them, and Fred Williams kept the torch burning. Yeah, and he made a, I. It's not a true sequel to Three the Hard Way, but it has all the main actors plus Richard Roundtree, Shaft. Yeah. But yeah, he, according to IMDb, he won the main. He wrote this movie right before he started filming Vigilante, a classic episode of Golden Globe. Oh, Theater. Vigilante. Mwah. He uh, he wrote it specifically, according to IMDb, so Jim Kelly and Richard Roundtree could have some roles because he felt they were great actors and they were not being utilized properly. 100% agree. And I he didn't utilize them properly in this yeah, movie. Yep, 100% agree. Because they're kind of background characters to Jim Brown and Fred Williamson. Yeah. <laughs> they they come out. He, he was clearly trying to one-up Cotton, uh, Cotton, Gravedigger and Coffin. He was. Cl- I, they, they they failed. They, I still in, I enjoy the movie. I'm not, I'm not shitting on the movie. Oh yeah. I prefer Three the Hard Way over this. Three the Hard Way was a lot more fun. Yeah, on, and a lot bigger budget. A lot bigger budget. And that's I, saying a lot because Three the Hard Way did not have a huge budget. I, I think uh, wasn't Fred heavily involved in that as well. I don't think so. I think that was the main uh, major studio. This okay. is a Poe Boy production. Yeah, this which, is which Boy. is Fred Williamson's production company, which is so cool. I mean. All those things we listed before, and he's got his own production company. Well, like I said, he was just like, well, I could just wait around for Hollywood to become less racist, or I could just say, fuck it, I'm doing my shit, and he did it. He made it happen. I found myself thinking today, wow, I think Fred would have been a great stand-in for, uh, I can't think of his name right now, Lando. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. He would have been great in uh, Empire Strikes Back. He would have had that Slim Jim and that little... Little cape thing yeah, that he, Lando he could had. Make a cape work. 
dude. I mean, Billy Dee's great and all, but yeah, Fred would have stole the. You would stole I, the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to replace Lando for or Billy Dee for any reason here. I just thought that would have been a pretty pretty good one for one casting. Like you could swap them out; it'd be awesome. I mean, there's no if Fred Williamson was in. There's no way Leia would have. She would have dumped Han in a hot second. She'd be like, "I'm with this guy." Fucking put that guy in carbonite. I don't give oh a fuck. Oh my god, yes. We've we've seen it in all of Fred's movies and he does pull a Steven Seagal movie uh move that we'll bring up later. We'll play a little bit of a sexy scene for you as well later on, but you know, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. So Speaking of getting there, why don't we just get to this movie? So everybody sit back, get ready for some action of the black exploitation kind with Fred Williamson, Richard Rountree, Jim Brown. Who's the other guy? Jim, Jim Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> and forget a lot, Jim Kelly. Benji. Benji. Stick around to figure out what that means. With one down, two to go. They practice discipline, timing, and movement. They hone speed into lightning reflexes. They develop muscle into incredible strength. Then they were ready for competition. The deadliest sport in the world meant big money, and big money meant the mob. But when the mob tried to muscle in on the brothers, the brothers muscled right back in spades. I don't like outsiders that come in and ask a lot of questions. Jim Kelly, Richard Landry, four dudes that just don't pay to mess with in one down, two to go. You may be good in kung fu, but I'm an expert in gun fu. They blew the white man's world away with their guns, and every shot said, no one is going to own us again. One down, two to go. All right. Great trailer. Great trailer. Great trailer. Great trailer. Great trailer. Good trailer, right? Was it the 43 second one? Uh, I think the, I found the minute 21. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, I 43 did. second one's better. Is it? All right. Less, uh, you know, Italian trailer sound effects instead of voices. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, all I want is voices. I don't want the sound effects. I hate it when they just... Speaking of something we don't want, we start out martial arts tournament. We're somewhere... I'm going to say upstate New York. I don't yeah. know where the fuck we Jersey, are. Jersey, somewhere around there. And uh, our man Jim Kelly, Chuck, his character's name. Yeah. Chuck, he's got his dojo from L.A. There's this big tournament. Yeah. 400 grand, which by today's money is over a million dollars. Oh, yeah. And... Okay, so let me get this straight. We have a a kickboxing tournament, a million-dollar prize. We're, like, in fucking the sticks. Like, this podunk, like, this place is smaller than Mayberry. Yeah. Any forgettable suburb we've ever passed through, and you're like, wait, that was a city? That's yeah, where this go, is happening. You go, you look out the window and go, I get why people are on meth when you, like, look out and see these <laughs> cities. And it's like, so that's that kind of city. So like, okay, uh, all right, I guess I, I believe this. There's a million dollars. Well, four hundred grand. Yeah, four hundred by in 1982 money. Right. And so uh, 
I don't know, Murray. I think you're fucking with me here because we've done so many movies now where they do these karate championships and they have these huge prize pools. <laughs> I think that let you're it, just fucking no, with me No, let me put here. it to you this way, okay? Uh, this kind of shit's never been bigger. Like MMA, like UFC. There's a handful of guys in the UFC today that would make a million dollars winning a fight. Right. And we're supposed to believe... In 1982, when nobody gave a fuck about kickboxing, there's going to be the equivalent of a million-dollar prize. But you're comparing economies that just don't compare. We're talking apples and oranges. We're 82? That's when um, when trickle-down economics kicked in. That was when it was the, oh, my God, was done right, and everyone had money. So they had huge... I had tons of money in 82. Yeah, you were probably going to see these $125 Rage Against the Karate Machine uh, kickboxing tournaments. I I rage willingly with the machine. Oh, okay. Um, So, yeah, so Chuck, these guys, it's a shoe-in. These guys are the greatest karate dojo in L.A. I got to say, it feels so dirty to be talking about Jim Kelly, who I love, but saying Chuck. Because yeah. it just I, no, I didn't put that together. I You're just, right. I, I just well, did it. blame blame Fred Williamson. He gave him the name. I don't like. Maybe that was a little dig at him. Maybe, maybe there. Maybe IMDb is just total bullshit. I can't believe that. But maybe it is. And this was like a way that, to get back at Jim. Dude, Kelly. that would make a lot more sense. Yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to feel bad. Like I, Fred was like my hero. I don't know what's going on. I'm I don't confused. Know. Stop the podcast. I can't go on. <laughs> but I'll try. This this whole opening scene is very strange though. Ten, Be- twelve. You said twelve it's minutes. Twelve minutes. Twelve minutes of kickboxing highlights and people breaking boards. And it is literally just like highlights. So yeah, it starts out with like you know kids doing karate moves, breaking boards, and everything, and it slowly turns into actual fights where we're not introduced to a single participant. It's not one I, of our heroes. I was shocked because these were real fights. Fred Williamson had real like martial artists come. They, they, were, they were given $500 if they won, 100 if they lost. Really? Yeah, according to IMDb. <laughs> and <laughs> just, I was shocked. Just start calling it your uh, guy. These guys were fucking swinging for the fences. It was, some, it was pretty sloppy, actually. But, I mean, they were trying to hurt each other. No, it, it looks like real fighting because... It sounds like they really were fighting. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean they, there had, was, they had there the, was very little technique. It was yeah. a lot of just swinging for the fence. It's like throwing haymakers. Yeah, yeah. Knockout punches. You, you said it. Like they're they're obviously fighting for five hundred dollars, and right. I'm surprised because as we just talked about, we had so much money from trickle down economics at the time. That's pocket money, but still, these guys really wanted that pocket money. Yeah. But in between these scenes of random fighting where participants we don't even fucking know about because clearly there are people taking, you know, actual kickboxers they took off the street to fight for money. Um, we get scenes of, like, we're building up the story. I wouldn't be shocked if there were some real Jim Kelly students in these scenes. I wouldn't you know? be I'm sure he had a dojo. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But we're, we're starting to kind of learn that uh, of that 400,000 pool, you know, it's the mafia. Always the mafia. Always the mafia. Put up half of it, and then Jim Brown's school put up the other half. Him and his yeah, partner so Ralph, who is Ralph uh, Richard yeah. Roundtree. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming like Richard Roundtree was a promoter. Like mm-hmm. he was a there, it was a co promotion. This is what I'm guessing because it's very vague. And Rossi, who's a mob mob guy, who took I don't think he is a mob. Is he a mob guy or he just took money? He borrowed money from he the mob because he gets threatened by one of the mobsters if yeah. they fuck up. Uh, Mario is the mob guy. Okay, Co- Mario, come on. Yeah. If he's not fucking collecting coins and pounding Princess Peaches, he's, you know, yeah. well, mobbing. 
I'm glad you brought that up because there's a guy who looks like Mario later on in the movie. They're, oh my! God, I just <laughs> but look anyway, at us, look at us go. <laughs> so yeah, so I, we'll just say it was a co-promotion between Ralph and Rossi. So they're both putting up 200 grand, I guess, right? Yeah, that's that's the idea. And uh, so we get it, a little we get a little backstage scene where this mafia guy comes up to Rossi. He's like, "The fix is in, right?" Because if yeah. you don't, you fuck this shit up. If that guy's win. You owe us two grand. And we've already two hundred grand. I, I'll point out we've already watched like two matches. We don't know who won or lost, but yeah, I don't know who on which team they exactly. are exactly. But according to this, it's or, you know, let's say it's three or four matches. According to this, a uh, little tidbit we get here is that uh, the LA team is doing pretty damn good. And he's like, "But this this is the final match. You know, let's bet it all on Black here." And. Mario. Well, I think the the match before they're telling Chuck like there's something they got there something yeah. their gloves yeah like, you're something's right. going on because Chuck's suspicion you know right his his martial arts his senses are tingling his Nang Chen premonition his Nang Chens are tingling yeah his Nang Chen <laughs> and he's like well I'll go check that out I'm, yeah I'm gonna know. go snoop around and he tells Ralph he's like look something's hinky going on here and he's like of course it is the mafia hey, Murray. I want you to paint this uh, for the audience here. What is a good sneaking around outfit to wear? Uh, the same outfit that Eddie Murphy wore in Delirious, <laughs> like red leather. <laughs> it was fly as shit, but it's not good for sneaking. Yeah, no. Jim Kelly's wearing red leather pants, a red jacket with like uh, yellow. Yellow. Half, the t- yellow top half is yellow, the bottom half is red. It's got yeah, it's just got. Like but it looks yellow. like it looks almost exactly like Eddie Murphy's Delirious cast. Yeah. You know? It was beautiful, but yeah. yeah, when he's sneaking around, you hear shoes clomping because <laughs> like, he's got beautiful heels on, and then yeah, the leather because he didn't break in the leather; it was brand new. He didn't break it in, and he's got all those fucking thigh muscles going on there. So Jesus Christ, remind me of Raymond Saint Jock. Yeah, <laughs> and don't bring that up. Still, the wounds are still, still uh, tender. Oh my god! So yeah, so he's sneaking in. He overhears this conversation with uh, Mario, not Mario, Rossi, and some goon that works for Mario. Yeah, he cracks a door and he's practically at his whole head, just peeking in. <laughs> <He did. laughs> but they don't notice. No. It's okay. And but but some of his goons do. Mario and Luigi, his goons. But yeah, they're at the end of the hallway and they turn the corner and I wanna, see it. Also, I pointed this out to Griff yesterday, and he, he also recognizes. I think Jim Kelly's the only man without a mustache in this movie. There are so many mustaches. There is 95% mustaches, which would have made me very hopeful if we were Very not diverse. Very, you know, very... If we were still living in the 90s or 80s, early 80s for these action movies, I would be in every fucking role. And I would love it. I would fucking love it. If there's a role for pedophile, I go, get me Griff Hageman. I... I'm just saying your mustache looks like a pedophile's mustache. Yeah, a lot of people tell me that. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but you, you persist. You keep it up. You're taking it back. I'm taking it back. It's been two years now. Of course, I'm taking it back. So the goons go to Rossi and they're like, "Hey, I just saw that guy in that sweet ass fucking leather jumpsuit yeah. checking, looking, you know, looking in on your your meetings." Like, oh fuck. Well, take care of him. Don't yeah. don't kill him. Just take care of him. And like, sure, boss, we get what you mean. Wink. Yeah. A little grapefruit in the eye, does a little blinking. So while that's going on, we got the main event, and even with the fucking gloves that were like had like horseshoes in them, yeah, 
our boys win. The LA team wins. We guess. We don't know because we don't know who's which team is which. I don't even don't know. Even, I think they're wearing the same colored, like you know, like pants or two. They're not. I don't. Yeah, they are. There's nothing distinguishing them. We have no way to know this, and I don't even think we mentioned that uh, uh, the Rossi side is fixing the matches by putting. Uh, yeah, said they got they okay. Hold, you they did. Got, they put horseshoes in there. Okay. So to spell that out again, but um, yeah. So so the fight, of course, goes in the favor of Team LA. They fucking win. But Ralph's looking around. He's like, "Man, we just won. Where's Chuck? Well, Chuck got chased out of the stadium." Well, he first he kicks some ass. Like a bunch of guys in the stadium. He's like backstage. He just beats the shit out of them. Oh. And then Mario and Luigi, who have guns, chase him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because first they're just gonna grab him and hold him. Yeah. And then he runs out to the parking lot, and then Mario whips out his gun and shoots him. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, Chuck just went to run for cover, and then he pops his head back up and takes a slug, not in the left shoulder, but the right shoulder. Actually, he took it in the lung. He should be really fucked up. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he took it right in the chest, the peck. Oh, no. And uh, Luigi's like, what the fuck, man? We were supposed to kill him. He's like, well, he said take care of him. I just yeah. I just winged him. It's no big deal. And then Chuck just takes off, gets away. And we go back to Ralph, who, you know, again, is just like, where is Chuck? Ralph, by the way, who's wearing a sweet-ass all-white suit. All-white. It's beautiful. With, like, I think he had, like, an aqua, like, shirt, like, underneath it. He was looking yeah, sweet. It was it, very Miami Vice, but pre-Miami Vice. Yeah. So, you know, Ralph is just like, well, uh, you know, I got no time. I'm just, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to get the money. It's, yeah. He doesn't know that Chuck got shot. He just thought, thought Chuck, you know, yeah, Chuck's right. a ladies' man. He might have t- took off the fuck some chick. Exactly. I mean, a his woman lady, in every town. His lady was there. Yet, he was, the, yet they're somehow visiting. Yet his lady works at a bar in this yeah. this podunk wow. town. Wow, he's I, got he's got a woman in like a, a, a woman every port. Cl- clearly, because yeah. they do mention that he him and Terry are connected. I didn't even think about that yeah. though. Said he has driven all the way across the country, which takes yeah. three hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, my yeah, three times on three hours. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And since it's going three hours, it's like he never no time had passed at all. He would leave at 12 o'clock and arrive at 12 o'clock because right. that's how the time zones work. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. So, and, and it no. was also Three shocking o'clock. was she's the only black woman that works in a country western bar. It's like really weird. Like, that's a, I didn't think about that. They are in a honky tonk bar. But this was, or I will say, in the early 80s, that urban cowboy bullshit was very hot. Very hot. Time. So, okay. maybe one black person's like, I'll, I'll try it out. So we know that Chuck's, you know, somewhere missing. We'll all keep an eye out. We're not worried about it. What we are worried about, what Ralph is worried about. De Niro. De Niro. Not Robert De Niro, but Mula De Niro. Yeah. So he goes to the, I guess there's a restaurant nearby. This is like, the town is so small. Every place is right next to each yeah, other. They, it's the so Olive it's the Garden. one Italian restaurant. It was an Olive Garden. It's an Olive Garden. True. Great breadsticks. And uh, he walks in on who, who who's there? Our man Joe Spinell, who the last time we saw <laughs> him, he was in Star Crash. He was the main villain in Star Crash. Yeah. And he was the sleazy uh, lawyer in the movie that Fred Williamson did after this, Vigilante, which we covered a few months ago. So they had to be friends. But right. what I also like about it is that they kept his name Joe. 
I yeah. always love it when the actor's name is the same as the Well, it's name. funny. Uh, he's probably so fucked up on like liquor and pills, he didn't know who the fuck he was. Because I, when we did Vigilante, I didn't bring it up when we did the episode. He was so fucked up on drugs that like he would just disappear and shit. Like he, no I think way. he actually had a bigger part, but he was so fucked up, they had to go to bars and look for him. Really? Yeah. That's nuts. So, yeah, so Joe Spinell's there looking as greasy. So if you need a greasy, slimy Italian guy, you look for Joe Spinell. But he's got a beautiful, sold woman with him. A she's what not, kind of she's, woman? Well, she's not pretty to the eye, but you <laughs> can tell she's got a beautiful soul. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you said sold, like she was a slave or something. I don't know where oh, you were going no, with wow, that. No, no, soul, like, you know, the yeah, innards are she's good. She's a sweet soul. Yeah. And but Ralph doesn't care about any of that shit. No. He's like, "Where's my money, honey?" It's business time. And he's like, "Look, the bank is closed. Right? It's in the bank. I have an escrow. Yeah, I can it's get an escrow. I can get it for you tomorrow. Uh, that's not going to do. Well, he so he goes to his lady, baby, <laughs> go to my car, get my Kinjatesha case." <laughs> And she's like, what have you said? And she's like, oh, she felt yeah, so dude, honored. I love this because she, I, I don't even know if she, uh, like, was acting there. It's just everyone knows about the Kinjata case. Yeah, everybody I should know. I still can't say it. Kinjata case. Kinjata case. And if you want to know more about that, I believe that's our Death Wish 3 episode. I which believe we so. did many moons ago. Many moons ago. We got to put that up on YouTube. You want, you want me to put just that up there? The whole episode. Whole episode? That, yeah. Okay, I thought you wanted just the advertisement. No, I, the whole episode's great. Yeah, it is. Um, but anyway, let's get back to this episode. So she runs out. I'm put them both out. Sure. I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> so Joe, he's being greasy and weaselly because they don't want to pay any of the money off. They right. thought there was a shoe and they were going to win. Yeah. And Ralph's like, uh, yeah, you're going to pay up, motherfucker. Right. Yeah, I think he doesn't he rough him up a little. Like grabs his like lapels or some shit like that. He, adju- he well, his tie was getting a little maligned, and he, he also got a little tomato sauce on his pocket. Uh, what's the kerchief? I forget what they call it. The yeah. pocket square. Yeah, pocket square. square. So Ralph gives him his pocket square, and he's like, you know, kind of like a you owe me now because that lady would never would have fucked you. I don't care how many kinjeta cachet cases <laughs> you have. She would not have fucked you with a stained pocket square. So I guess Ralph had to be somewhere. So he accepts the the excuse, tomorrow we'll get the money. Yeah, he's willing. He's to- like, I ain't even going to get involved with that Kinjitashe case shit. That's yeah. your shit. Yeah. I'm, I ain't in some freaky three ways. I like how this happens, though, because Joe was just sitting there. Joe's like, you, you ever swung before? You and, into that? And, yeah. and he's like, no. He's mulling over these breadsticks like, man, I really wish that guy would have joined us for some sex tonight. His uh, lady day comes back and she's like, oh, my God, sir, I've got the case. I mean, Joe, he told me to stop calling you, sir. And he's like, well, here's the thing, toots. Uh, why don't you go back out? And there's a little phone book. Why don't you go get the little phone book? I don't know why he went to that register. <laughs> a little but, Rolodex. Yeah, get the little Rolodex out. And he's like, go ahead and take half this breadstick with you. And put Just, this Kinjitashe case back. Yeah. That's for later. <laughs> That's for later. So she gets the drinks back. And why? Because he has the number for Mario, the guy mm. who put up this money. And he's like, look, these blank people. Oh, no. These people. Oh man, we need they to want, cut. They we actually need... want their money. Can you believe that shit? These uppity what the people. Fuck? They need a cut. Cut to coffin. My people. Or sorry, uh, grave digger. These yeah. people. And uh, yeah, we're so he's like, right? Mr. Mario's like, don't worry about it. I got it covered. Forget about it. Do you know where Richie's at? 
He's like, I don't know where Richie is. So we're going to actually follow Ralph. And he's going to. Ralph's like, anybody seen Chuck? Anybody seen Chuck? Because he goes, he knows that. That that uh, Chuck's got a woman in every port, every town. And also, we've already discussed how small this town is. Yes. Okay, we're about to expand the universe by two. We have yeah. an Olive Garden, this stadium. Or Giant they... stadium. Giant <laughs> stadium. And now yeah. we're going to go to the bar, which is adjacent to, actually, where we're going to go garage. to first, the garage. Yeah, tow truck, garage. And uh, we have a mechanic there. They he's immediately just because like Chuck disappeared for fi- he's gone fifteen minutes. They're like that car is ours now. Yeah, so they take Chuck's car. <laughs> and it like, must have been double parked. I guess. Yeah. I so yeah, Ralph arrives and he's he sees the guy. He's working on the truck and he just goes up to him. Hey, what's the deal with this truck? I can't talk to you about that truck. I'm working on this Chevrolet converter, Cadillac converter. <laughs> Catalytic converter. Catalytic converter. I know cars. Don't tell me I don't. I think later in the movie, uh, Cal and Jay do have Cadillac converters, but this is a catalytic <laughs> converter. So I love this because Ralph is just like, that will not do. Wait, does he Ralph goes, beat him up? Yeah, well, you know, he, he threatens them. Because, oh, okay. because he sees Chuck's car. He's like, why are you fucking with my man's car? Okay. And he's like, I don't know anything, man. This was just left it. This was double parked. I don't know. It was parked over a fire hydrant. It was in a parking lot, motherfucker. What are you talking about? Yeah. And he's, but, like, he's like, look, look, I'll be, I'll deal with you motherfuckers, but you better get that car fucking out of here. This is my friend's car. Well, the sheriff actually. Uh, Who just most stumbles in every once in a while. The, the sheriff is very interesting in this movie. He's Where like, is he all the time? He's 80 years old. <laughs> And he's yeah, he just Moses up. He's like, is there anything going on here? He just saw a black man, so he's like, what's going on here? Wait, why am I? I'm an idiot. Of course, he's following these people. They're <laughs> right. the only black people in this town, right. so he's following them around. Yeah. That makes sense. We're already off to a bad start but, with this sheriff, but, but he's, he's kind of cool. Griff, let's leave it for later, man. Griff, could could he possibly be a candidate for one of the good ones? I mean, he's being kind of reasonable. He didn't arrest yes. him on the spot. He, he didn't did stand not. his ground. He didn't no. pull his gun out. He did out. not feel threatened. He did not stop and frisk him. He no. was just like, why don't you go over to the bar and, you know, just have let's, a cool one. Let bygones be bygones here. So Ralph's like, I do want me a gin and tonic. So he heads to the bar where, of course, Terry. And uh, a character we learned to be Stella work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's trying. Terry was apparently the only black woman in town, or only black person in town. Yeah. And I guess jobs are scarce in this town, so she's working at the shit kicker country and western bar. Yeah. And uh, Terry she... actually is taking out the trash. We cut to Ralph going in the bar, and then we cut away to uh, Terry taking out the trash. She throws away a bag, turns around, and what do we. It's fucking Chuck. Yeah, he's well, there. Can, he's got that bright red suit on, so you can see well, he, him from miles He took away. his jacket off, and he's just got that bandage on, I thought. Oh, he's holding his chest. Yeah, he's like, and She's oh, like, I baby, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, man, these motherfuckers shot me. And she's like, well, I, I, I'll go tell. I think Ralph showed up. I'll well, go she, tell him. And she's like, I'll go to the police. No, 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 no. No police. Here, he pulls out this, this crankled up piece of paper in his pocket. like, call these two guys. Whatever you do, do not tell them I was shot. They will murder everyone in this town if they think I'm in deep trouble. Just tell them I need their help. That's all I ask. I don't want everyone to die. And she's like, I can do that. But what we see is that... He's also, he also says, get my car and drive it back here. Yeah. 
So we've got we go back inside the bar where those fucking Mario brother goons and all the other goons, all with mustaches, I would have fit in like a glove here. <laughs> no, who I would be is the Weasley banker later on. Yeah, you would have been that. guy. I would be that guy. Yeah. I know it. There's like there's like one righted up dude, and they're all like, I don't they're all like mafia dudes, but they're hanging out. It was Urban Cowboy time, so everyone yeah. you know they were they were line dancing. They're having a good old time. Just having a good time, man. Guys all had those uh, those uh, Garth Brooks shirts where like one half is like blue, one half's yeah. black. Dude, oh man, if I could get me one of those shirts, if we ever do a, a press picture for our podcast, press picture. I, I just realized the words I said. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd be wearing one of those in a bolo and a yeah. ten gallon hat. I wouldn't, but <laughs> I wouldn't. So yeah, she, Ralph comes in. He's like, "Hey, baby, I know I know Chuck's fucking you because he's the only black woman in town." Yeah. And uh, have you seen him? And did she like fill him in? She's like, yeah. No, oh, she she, she she was being kind of qu- quiet about it at first. Was it cause, because Luigi and Mario were listening? Exactly. Okay. And she's like, look, don't look for him. I got, I you know, I got, I got some information. Just speaking uh, with her eyes. Hush up for a minute. And then you got Mario like coming in. He's trying to like get all up in there, trying to instigate a fight because yeah. they're all badasses when they're it's like ten on one. Yeah. But Stella, Stella does interrupt a near assault situation with yeah. Terry. She's like, she, here's a beer, guys. Just cool it. Yeah, just cool it. Here's a nice cool. And Red Ralph's like, you're lucky. I was going to murder all you motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, right. Uh-huh. And then they walk away. So Terry does go immediately to a phone and calls up, you know, those numbers. Right. We don't know who they are. We just know that they will murder everyone in town. If they have to. And then she closes up the bar. So everyone's leaving. And Ralph's staying. And you see every one of those goons walking by. And they're eyeing down Ralph. Like, why are we all leaving? But this character is not leaving. That's suspicious. It's pretty weird. So we we see Ralph and Terry. And Terry finally tells him, look, I got Chuck. Got Chuck in the back. He's in the alley. I Chuck Chuck in the alley. And Ralph's like, let's go get it. No. We need to go get his car. We need to back it up. And then he's going to hop in the trunk. And we're going to drive one. They muffled this part, guys. I'm not trying to be an asshole here. Um, and so that's where we get to. Um, I think they just pick him up in the car and they just drive away. They drive away. But I think the tow truck follows them. Because they yeah. thought something was up. Like, why is this black man here? Yeah, that was a suspicion. Yeah, right. right. So Driving while black. Too. Driving. And uh, Terry's like, "Look, I got this cabin just up the road. We're gonna, we'll, we can hide out there." And yeah. Ralph's like, "Okay, that sounds cool." We get a little bit of like motivation. Oh, they're after Chuck because of the bet. They don't want to pay Chuck. Well, they want a contract. I don't. This is where it gets f- hazy for me. Yeah, it's a bet, but there's a contract. It's a written mm-hmm. so. So okay, so oh, this Murray's is, putting it together, guys. Think He's it, having his club. I think moment. what it means is they did an up and up, like on the level bet, where they were if they they could go to court with it if the, if they didn't get paid. So if they get rid of the contract, nobody knows about the bet. That's okay. That's I like my, that's it. what I'm going to say. That's smart. So we cut to the the car with Chuck in it, Terry, Ralph. They've arrived at Terry had a uncle who's got a cabin. It's yeah. in a neighborhood that it's looks like any old suburb. Two blocks down the street. It's probably it's that, this, this town is that small. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. But it's it's just the shed of a house. 
it, and they call it a cabin. It looked like fucking where Jason lived in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, either that or just a cool place. For maybe it was. To maybe hang out maybe it was. Pot. I think wasn't Crystal Lake. I think in upstate New York. Yes. Maybe this is Camp Crystal Lake. This might be Crystal because yeah. there's not even a bed. It's just a mattress on the floor. It's stained and shit. Yeah, there's a couple candles there. That's kind of there's romantic. a severed head on a table with a sweater on it. Like I think this was Jason's check. But there was also the used condoms. Well, teenagers, you know, they come up there. Yeah, and uh, so. That's fucking. the greatest aphrodisiac of all. Fucking Jason's cabin. <laughs> Everybody wants to fuck as soon as they lay down in that gross-ass mattress. Right, because there's so much danger, because we know Jason kills anyone who fucks. Exactly. So, Chuck, thinking of fucking, Chuck's like, baby, my shirt's chafing. Can you like, get this <laughs> off? So, and he, well, in his, in his, in his uh, defense, he's, he is wearing some really brand new leather, so it, it would chafe <laughs> yes, a little. And he's not wearing a shirt underneath this fucking jacket. That leather leather has not been oiled. So she makes this like makeshift bullshit like slang for him. It's good. It's out of the used condoms that are on the floor and, and like some of the Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> napkins and shit. And Ralph was like, "Look, did you called you called the boys, right?" He's like, "Don't worry, I got that covered." The boys. And he's like, and then he goes, you know, and he's like. Too bad I can't fight. You know what? It looks like it's one down, two, two to, to go. go. So uh, this is what I love is they both <laughs> love that line, one down, two to go. And we get a little bit more of this bass line kicking in. And then Ralph's like, look, I know you're incapacitated, but you ain't incapacitated fuck. So I can see I, I don't want to be a third wheel here, so I'll be out in the car. <laughs> I always wanted to sleep out <laughs> under the stars. What a good wingman, though. That's right. Like, that's a cool thing to do. Because there's like other rooms, but he's like, I, I've, I've been in a, a building. You and you fuck. You make a lot of noise. <laughs> so I'm gonna be. I gotta get my shut eye. I, so I get well, some sleep. We also did. Uh, I got a three that. hour drive to L. A. Tomorrow. I gotta <laughs> yes. get some sleep. We did build up that this is Jason's cabin, so he's right. probably like, I've seen those movies, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. getting the fuck out of yeah. here. I, I've heard this urban legend. The black guys are first to go. So. <laughs> So I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Which we did prove everybody. Disproof, if yeah. you didn't go, disprove yeah. that, that is not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Spandello effect. And so uh, we get a call in from the goons. Um, uh, Rossi goes to check on his um, his car shop. Yeah, and he hears that they have the they have some guys. They because tr- they they uh, trail them with their truck. Right, and so he's like, "Do not jump them now." Wait till daylight. I want to make right. sure you guys yeah. have good morning sunlight for the camera shot. Right. We don't want. The, I don't. We don't want Jason to get the credit for this kill because we know Jason kills at night. Yeah. Exactly. We want them. We to want know. to send a message. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so he's they're like, all right, we can do that, boss. Next morning, the League of Extraordinary Mustaches gets together. Every man in town with a mustache shows up, and they. Take out Ralph first, because he's out in the car, obviously. Of course. Hit him in the head, knock him unconscious. Of course. That, does does Terry come out now? Or she, yeah, did, Terry's just like, oh, man, that was a great night of sex. Really, all those used condoms and the severed head really got me going. Like, I've never fought for four hours straight, but wow. Kama Sutra. Wow. And that guy who was just made it better. I don't know what it was. It's amazing. But, yeah, she walks outside because she's like, I got to stretch out. Like, all of that, like, it's got me tight now. Stretch out. And, and that just is... flips the switch of Super Mario. And he's like, 
That, bang, bang, bang. that beautiful bass they did there. And oh, he's uh, delightful. So Mario's like, hey, fellas, get a lord of this, but I'm going to rape her. I'm a... <laughs> but he doesn't rape her. He attempts to rape her, I think, at this point. I think they seal the deal later on. But Chuck hears the rape, rape struggle. No. He doesn't? You are wrong. Chuck is so exhausted from oh. all the fucking... He's just laying in bed. They're in a cabin. Supposedly, there's no one else around, but he does not he hear her screaming. He fucked for five hours with a collapsed lung. I've had a collapsed lung, and <laughs> I couldn't... I could only fuck for an hour. <laughs> so, this is amazing what he did. The endurance. It's the aphrodisiac. The f- it's the chi. It's the chi. <laughs> okay, it's the chi, too. Um... All right, so his so nemesis Chuck- shows up. The guy who was the trainer for the other Italian squad is in the doorway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we we see the scene of Terry getting assaulted by right. doesn't. Unfortunately, Mario, you're right. He's like these pants are new and they're too tight. He's got a stupid little hat on. He's like I I got no time to take them he off. He looked like Honest Abe Goodman from uh, he did, but like a hundred right. pounds heavier. He did. When Cotton comes to Harlem. But he he just watches his buddies fuck. And, uh, I know. I thought he fucked. He was the one, the main fucker. You think so? He was. Yeah. Oh, okay. They were watching him. Okay. We we had a couple p- different people fuck. Yeah. But the weirdest part of it all well, was the sh- was yeah. the shots. The like from that were supposed to be from Terry Terry's view of all the mustache men like, uh, it was, cheering it on. It was just greasy mustaches. The close ups yeah. of mustaches. It oh. was. Fred really knows how to film a rape because this because most like sometimes they'll fall in that trap they'll kind of make it sexy and you don't this is what rape should be disgusting like it makes you creeped out oh, oh, it was, and he does a great job it was awful I gotta believe Fred was like had the camera right there he was me and Murray were both disgusted and horrified by it and Chuck is back in his cabbage just stretching it out like I need some coffee but door opens and there's that martial arts guy right and like He's. I, did he have like a weapon? Mm-mm. Okay, because I thought it was one of those situations where game respected game. Nah. Because I think earlier on he didn't he walk out because he didn't want the his guys to cheat. I thought some there was something like that, like in the beginning. I don't know. But I don't know. I like to say is there's a mutual respect between these guys, so they're gonna fight one on one, no weapons. Yeah, and unlike the martial arts we saw earlier in the movie, this is Bruce Lee style from the movies where they just square up. You got Jim. Uh, uh, They're Jim almost Kelly. in a fencing stance. They they pretty much are, and Jim Kelly loves to do the Bruce Lee kind of noises, right? Which I love. I really I, I don't know. There's something about him doing it. I really like it. And he's got his uh, one arm in a shitty ass sling because it's made out of used condoms. Used condoms, and toilet paper, Dunkin' Donuts wrappers. But he's holding his own. He's kicking this dude's ass. There's some everything bagels uh, toppings sprinkled into it. Cauterize it. Okay, <laughs> and he, but he's kicking. He's still kicking. He's holding his own. He he's holding his own. They are kind of like giving it to one another. Back and forth. Yeah, but then you hear a raucous coming through. All these dudes, and they're just like, "Yeah, we raped her real good. I saw what you like, did there, Mario. You like, got a one up. A fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, after you got a good, you got a good fuck, and you want to watch a fight." Yeah. It's natural. <laughs> For sure. Got all those hormones going. You got to watch a fight. And uh, who's Terry gets a gun. Who did she Ter- get the Terry gun? Terry had a gun the whole time, apparently. Oh. 
So Terry she, had a gun. Terry had a do 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 do. I think that's like the that's Aerosmith. Law and Order. Oh yeah, Aerosmith. Yeah. Uh, so, but Terry comes running up and shoots the martial artist in the face. Did she? I know it's she like, shot him. I know she shot him in the face. Dude, his head exploded and all over that little kid we meet later. Chuck does the honorable thing and just takes off. Yeah. He starts <laughs> running out in the woods. And so Leaves Mark- Terry. Like, Terry, it's 12 on one. She, has, she only has, like, five other bullets. Yeah. And and so Luigi just pulls out a shotgun and just beats Terry across the face with it. I'm like, Chuck, what are you doing, man? Oh, man. We were so into that, we forgot to read ahead to figure out where we go <laughs> from here. So but Chuck runs and bails. Terry's captured. She's taken hostage by yeah. the goons. Well, of course she is. And then... We get a super ass long driving scene. Oh with my some god! Cadillacs. We get a nice scenic view of uh, New York, ta- tasteless World Trade Center shot, and we're like, hmm, we, we're not seeing anybody. We're seeing these fucking Cadillacs just drive down. It's just great song in it. I wanted to use it the opening. We couldn't find it. Yeah, but long as May- fuck. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll go grab it and throw it in here. This is but- what this is what we call filler. It was such filler. We, it's like we need at least an hour and 25 minutes to get this thing shown in theaters. So throw five minutes of them driving. Please. I mean, again, I brought it up earlier. It took, this scene took longer than it took them to drive cross country. That's I, how I, long the scene was. <laughs> I, th- I think I brought it up earlier where this movie is 80 minutes long, 82 minutes. And they still had, like, so much filler in it. So clearly they took... They didn't leave anything but at on the At least floor. they had a great song playing behind the screen. I love all the music in this movie. It's so it's so bass heavy. It's funky. It's awesome. And so we see one like it's it's like a stretch limo cat. Like, it's weird because they got those fucking uh, crocodile Dundee boomerang spoilers on the back. Yeah, I loved it. And it, one pulls into town because Cal and Jay are so badass. They drive separately. Yes. So. Jay shows up, played by Jim Brown. Mr. Jay, sometimes he's referred to. Yes. He just gets out by himself, looking fly as shit. I was so... I was, like, waiting for trouble, because when he shows up, they go to... We learn about... No, this is the Honky Tonk Bar. Yeah. There's but only... there is so many just white trash people hanging out oh, yeah. outside I forgot that. Yeah, they're all, like, the trashiest garbage. The ICP was probably playing in the background. There, okay, I'm sorry. There is one person who's not... Trashy white trash because we know him personally. He's got a heart of gold. We love him. Dennis McDermott was there with <laughs> he's smoking his marijuana cigarettes. His his, uh, his his reefer, his jazz cigarettes. Yes. And there's a lot of shirtless guys drinking like Fago out of the bottle. Pink Floyd playing. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. And when Jay shows up, it gets out of that he's, fucking limo. You see the look of disgust on his face. Well, he. I mean, I think he's thinking what we're thinking. Trouble. Trouble. I think he's just disgusted. Oh, it might be that, too. He's just like, he knows he can handle this. I mean, Chuck just told Terry, don't tell him I got shot because they will murder everybody in town. That's their usual M.O. Yeah. So, no, they're, they're not worried at all. Yeah. They're not worried. They are. They're not, they take nobody seriously in this movie. They blow off everybody. Every they own single... the fucking town as soon as they walk in. They know that this is a stand-your-own-ground stand state, and yet they don't care. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Why? Because they're packing some wildies. 
Wait, did you say that Jay, uh, Kel showed up already? No, that that gets better because then we see another stretched Cadillac show up. Bit, you know what? This has huge fancy vibes all over it from uh, Friday Foster. Friday Foster. Friday Foster. So first you just see a window go down and you see a Slim Jim just appear, like come <laughs> out, and you're like, "Ooh, this is intriguing. This is what's going on." And then we see the fucking great Batarang mustache. And then you see it pulls back, and you just see all of Fred and all his glory. I like that's how you remember this scene. This is how I remember the scene. Tight-dressed, six-foot-four blonde walks out, heels on. Well, yeah, she, had to, she had to open it because she had to put the red carpet down in yeah. front of the she, I, I remember door. her, uh, as the window was rolling, she opens the door, rolls out the red carpet, gives him a little kiss on the cheek. I actually thought she did a uh, Dalton Castle boy thing, and she got on her hands and knees, and he walked across. Walked across her. I did like her Parsifal. Do we agree on that? That was pretty. That was in a, good, a dress. In a dress amazing. with heels? I was super all these. So we're, we're thinking, we still don't know for a fact, but like, is Cal a pimp? Because he has all these hoes in his fucking car. Oh, well, you call them hoes. You shouldn't call them hoes. Whores? I'm sorry, whores. <laughs> whores, actually, is the pronunciation. In this town, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what is what is Kale's game? We don't know, but... I don't know. I, I don't know if he's just him. a ladies' man or he pimps bitches. I yeah, don't know. Maybe we'll find out in this movie. Here's the course of the film. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe. Maybe we'll have some character development. And it even, is Fred and then, Williamson. And then Jay, Jim Brown, he's like, Cal... It's like another Sunday morning Cal, you know, this is what he does. Just you know. to make it clear, J- uh, Cal is played by Fred Williams. Fred Williams, right. Yeah. And Fred's like, give for a Slim Jim, my brother. <laughs> he's like, no, I already ate. So they're, they're like, okay, well, we're already at this bar. There's all these weird white trash people outside. Let's, let's just head into this bar and see if we can figure anything right. out. You, whenever you go to some podunk town, the first place you go is the bar. That's where the information's at. They, I mean, the GPS location that uh, Terry gave them was the bar, which uh, makes sense, I guess. But Did she so, give them GPS? <laughs> GPS I, I don't wasn't, know. GPS just, didn't exist back I, just, I know. Just modern they, I mean, You could see all the hoes. They had all these road maps, and they're all yeah, like, yeah. they had the granny glasses <laughs> on, and they're like, we're here, baby. Oh, my God. So they walk, He's just sleeping in the back. <laughs> so they walk in this bar. They just own the place. Yeah. You got all I think, the... I think Jay is just, like, shining his wildies. Just yeah. like... He he keeps it in his pants for a minute here uh, because they walk in. Classic action bar scene. Everyone's right. like... It, it, the, the wreck jukebox <laughs> screeches. You got all the white people look up. And then who's behind the bar but Stella? Stella. And she locks eyes with, I think it was uh, Ke- or Jay. Really? I thought it was Cal. No, it, well, she notices <laughs> Cal a lot. She knows his inseam, that's for sure. That is for damn sure. But Jay also uh, you know, notices her, and so he makes a beeline to her. Jay, or uh, Cal, God, I, I hate names. <laughs> so Cal looks to his right, and there's this little dog growling at him. It's Benji, people. It's 70s Benji. icon Benji. And so, what does Kale? God, I fucking hate this name. What does Kale do? Takes out one of those Slim Jims, pops in that little little pops Benji's it in mouth. the mouth. So quick, even the dog is startled by it. It's like what? Oh. Usually, like my dog would gobble that shit now and take your hand off with it. No, he's this, just... this 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 dog is like you are so fucking fly. I want to look like you. Awe. Yeah, I want to look like you. I'm gonna <laughs> let this fucking thing hang. So. 
We talked to Stella for a little bit, Kellen uh, Stella, and she's like, "Oh, you're looking for Chuck? He gave. Oh, you're the guys. You're the guys, right?" He's like, "Yes, we are the guys." And you know, poor Kel over there in the corner, he's getting bullied by the white people. Well, all these white guys are feeling totally insecure because these guys are commanding the room. No, Stella has never looked at any of these guys like the way she's looking at Cal and Jay. So this one meathead one who's, like, all jacked up on steroids, he's like, hey, you ain't so tough. Starts talking some smack. And which one is it, Jay or Cal grabs a drink? Is it Jay? Of course it's Jay. Jay. No, no, it's Cal. Oh, so Cal goes. Jay is playing it very cool. Cal, on the other hand. Jay is always all business. Cal is more of the, like, jokester and the smooth (sighs) criminal type. Do you think it's because Jim Brown looked like he was in no shape to throw fists? So they were like, you know what? You just stay there and be kind of cool and quiet. Well, they probably. Well, we. <laughs> I want to remind you that Fred Williamson did Vigilante right after this movie, and we remember the way he ran in Vigilante. <laughs> so they both <laughs> knees are probably shot to fuck. Yes, but and this is probably before they had all this technology. They didn't have knee replacements back then, Good so they're point. all they're all hobbling. But they got enough to beat this motherfucker. So. Cal, Cal ordered, I think it was a margarita, a virgin margarita. A virgin margarita, And he's... Extra just, salt. And he just licks a little of the rim, and then he throws that fucking drink margarita right in the face. And if you're going to throw a drink in the face, you don't throw a fucking virgin margarita. With extra salt on right. the rim. <laughs> because that'll burn your eyes. And that'll burn, that's the point. That was what he's going for. So you get you get uh, a little bit of fisticuffs. You get some pool cues break in. You see people are all getting ready for this big ballroom blitz. Somebody grabs a hot dog and looks at him and goes, what is this? <laughs> what is this? But Jay pulls out the Wildy, and he's just like, gentlemen, we have a Holiday Inn waiting for us. And if you do not know anything about Holiday Inn, you need to be there on time. Otherwise, they give you a room out. So... We'll be excusing ourselves. Even though we own... Because the Holiday Inn is like four buildings down. We got our, our shit yeah, kicker bar. Our fi- we got, we got our, our garage. Building. We got our arena. We got the Holiday Inn. Yes. Five buildings of this whole yeah. town. And it's like an old west town. So, uh, Kale and Jay head back to the hotel room. And well, like, they, they go to Chuck's room. They're like, we need we don't know what oh, Chuck yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, good point. So, we need to look for some clues. Yeah, we got... <laughs> I just watched Columbo. This is what detectives do. We don't know what their professions are, but this is what detectives do. So they're looking around, and they happen to come across a contract. Right. And they're like, hey, isn't this this is that contract, that bet they made with the mob? It's 400 and grand. Look at this name right here. Patrick DeRossi, Portia DeRossi. She's married to Ellen DeGeneres. That's a name. Uh, but I forget Rossi's first name, but they're like, this Rossi guy, he, he owns this bank. The sixth building. Well, no, they say they say right here it's the money's in escrow. Oh. So let's just go down the bank. Why are we in this fucking town? Why didn't Chuck just go to the bank and get this shit? So I'm so look. Jay's like because Jay's all all about business about the money. So he's like, I'm gonna go down to the bank get the money. You go to the nearest dojo because after the Holiday Inn, there's a dojo. There's six buildings in the downtown area. I really like how they split up on this, though. Where, where, like, I believed Cal would be the money man. Like, I could see him with the little green visor and the fucking like ticker tracker. Yeah, but I get my 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 thing is like you can't trust Cal. Cal just burns through money. You think so? Yeah, because he lives so large. Jay is like 
he's the he, he pays oh, his taxes. Excuse me, I, I meant to say yeah. Jay. Yeah. See, this is why I hate yeah. their names. Kale, Jay, <laughs> yeah. three letter names. I want. I think I, I might just switch to Fred. Yeah, you're right. Jay, Jay is all about responsibility. Pays his taxes on time. Oh my god! Yeah, he no. gets. He does his taxes January first. Dude, That's how fuck he, good he's he is. the type of guy who's waiting by the mailbox like Charlie Brown. Like when my tax is coming in. <laughs> Brother, so I can't wait to do my taxes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he just became Macho Man for some reason. <laughs> well, the so, slip gyms. <laughs> so Jay, well, he's not doing. He that's Cal. God damn it! So Jay's like, I'll check out the bank. You go to the nearest dojo because if you're looking for Chuck, if he's not fucking some broad, you know, in the street, he's doing. He's working. He's, out. he's at the local dojo trying to, you know, expand his vision, learn from other people. That's his style. God. What a soul he is. I love that Jay character. Who do you want to follow first? Do you want to go to the bank with Kale? Or? Yeah, let's go to the bank first. Oh, my God. This is where we get that bank, fucking right worm. next to the dojo. It's right so next to it. So we got the shit kicker bar, the garage, the arena, <laughs> the Holiday Inn, the dojo, and then the bank. Um, I know we have a lot of uh, listeners that are not Americans. This is every American suburb town. Maybe the stadium's a little smaller. Small town. This is Trump country. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I'm going to work into here is a subway. There's always a subway. Not in 82, though. But there probably is one now. That, no, good the point. The dojo probably closed down and became a subway. You are exactly right. You're exactly right. And they're like, it smells like fresh bread and feed in here. What's going on? So Cal, new Slim Jim in hand, walks in. I... <laughs> We're calling we're calling them Slim Jims because these are the longest longest skinniest wait, cigarettes I've wait, cigars I've oh, ever seen. Hold on, hold on. We're confusing me and the audience. Are we following Cal or Jay? Cal. Okay. That's Fred. Fred. Okay. So <laughs> they they the audience knows. So they take notes. Yes. So <laughs> so much better than me. So. Uh, Cal shows up with the like with a Slim Jim cigarette hanging out of his cigar hanging out of his mouth, all cocky and shit. This guy, he's probably in real life like a yellow belt or some shit, but he's like a black belt in this town. He looked like Booger from uh, Revenge of the Nerds, and he's just he's he didn't know how to sweep. He was all he had like a he had this fucking like witch broom like this, like you know. <laughs> well, come on, they're trying to like harken back to the old days. And he's sweeping the mats. It was probably handmade. And it didn't like, even look like a mat. It looked like they were fighting on cement. It looked and, real. And he's just Shit. like, uh, hey, uh, my, uh, you're the only martial artist in this town, even though we have the biggest martial arts tournament in the, America in this town for some reason. Well, Fred knows that that was uh, one of the participants in the fight. That okay. white guy who we never saw fight in the fights earlier in the movie was supposed to be in the fights in the movie. Okay. So I don't know how that came up, but it did. And so, so Fred's like... Well, fresh Slim Jim, I need some information. I have a friend named Chuck. You fought against his school. He went missing. Just go ahead and tell me. Because I'm not telling you nothing. Goes back to his sweeping. And so Fred, he looks over. He assesses the situation. He sees like a nice wooden object, kind of broom length, but no bristles on it. He grabs it. And he's just like, not good to say anything, are you? Gives him a little leg sweep from behind. You're like, Fred, what are you doing? You can take this guy face to face, but you know he's just trying to get answers. Gets in the dragon claw stance. Oh which man! We, as we learned from our uh, undefeatable episode, only Stingray, Fred Williamson, and I 
Oh, the only white Americans that know the dragon. You. Claw. Yeah. Tim Murray. Yeah, I was one of them. Yeah. I won't use the only, poor name anymore. Only three. Well, you can't remember it. Yeah. Raymond St. Joseph. Let's see. And that's exactly what I said, Griff. And so he thinks, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whip this white boy's ass. And then he looks over the shoulder. Butterbean pops up. I said King Kong Bundy in my notes. But it's a, basically a huge, fat, bald white guy. And he's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And just as he's a, and, and Cal's a little like, oh, shit, what the fuck? But then he remembers he's got his own wildy. Yeah, he, uh, Kung Fu Bundy gets him in like that headlock, but he's still got his arms free. And instead of like fighting at the hands, just reaches in his coat. He's like, you, sir, may be good at Kung Fu, but how are you at Gung Fu? And then he goes, gulp. And he pulls that wildy out, the most powerful handgun in the world. So Booger on the ground, he's just like, look. He was, uh, you know, your 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 boy Chuck was targeted because he learned about a little a little scam we were running. We were just doing this cute thing where we put horseshoes in our in our boxing gloves, so our boss wasn't too happy about it. S- sorry, it's this guy Rossi. He lives over here. We, you know, here's here's yeah, his address. So, so okay, so then next to the bank. Is Rossi's mansion. <laughs> so this mafia boss runs this shithole podunk town. S- seven buildings, I guess, now we've gotten to seven buildings? We're, we're up to seven because uh, I tried to include the subway, but you were right. It only came around after the dojo closes. Yeah. Cl- closes? So, Closed. So uh, <clears throat> he's like, okay, okay, and walks out. And so now, what's up with Jay? What's he been up to? Well, he's been at the bank. The what are the seven buildings? Time and he's, to make a withdrawal. He's got to make a withdrawal, and he he's talking to receptionist who is just not understanding him. He's speaking plain English, and she's just acting like she doesn't fucking know. She's she's just a bitch. I hate her. I hate her. And so he's, he's like, like "Look, Mr. is there a man in the office that I can talk to? Because, lady, you're not black enough for me." And she's like, hmm, that's what I expect from your people. No! And then fucking Gravedigger pops up. What do you mean, your people? And then he just pops back out. That was a very abrupt cut. I like it. And it worked, though. And uh, he just fucking face palms her, walks right into Nerd Griff's room. Nerdy Griff's room. And he's like, look, man, where the fuck's our money? I have this contract right here. Yeah. Well, it's an escrow. Let me explain escrow to you. I have a thing here. He, I have a system. He totally disrespects Jay. He's like, I can flim flam this guy. We're just throwing out some words and shit. Yeah. The E in escrow stands for excellence. He, oh, he goes down to the hole. He makes an, anagrams out of everything? Yes. Oh, that, I, I turned S out S is for there. service. C is for and then Jay just goes, "Look, man, I do my taxes January first. I don't. You can't fucking flim flam me." And then he, the guy's like standing up, and he's got his hands. He's got these tiny ass Donald Trump baby hands. You see this giant ass mitt. Of Jay's. Oh my god! He he's like, so when I do bring you the paperwork, where do I sign on this sheet? And the guy reaches out with that pen hand and. 
I gotta tell you, when I reach out with my pan hand, I'm I'm even sad to see my own hands. So I, I relate to this actor because then you see a shadow cast over his hand, and you're like, "That's not a shadow. That's just Jim Brown's yeah. hand." You it's think just it's fuck- like a baseball glove? It, it no. looks like a baseball glove. It's fucking his hand. It, it's just it's, his hand. This is a catfish hunter baseball glove, oh. and he he just you hear like. It's like fucking Superman crushing General Zod's hand. Oh, my God. And he's like, go. He's like, I don't have any money. Fucking Rossi has it all. He wasn't going to pay you anything. He immediately squeals on him. Oh. I'm glad you remembered it the correct way, because yeah. I just remember that yeah. scene from, what? what is it, like, Wonderful Life? It's not in our bank. It's in your bank. No, he, your he, bank. He, rat, he rats out Mario. He rats out, not Rossi. Mario, because yeah. Mario's the money man. Yeah, he's like... And he he lives right there, right next right to the bank, right next to there. Like your Holiday Inn, <laughs> in between the bank and the Holiday Inn, is his house. So okay, so they figure they got it all figured out. All they need to find is Chuck. They got you know they know what's going on. But uh, you know, let's. I mean, we got to file Kale though because he's got this juicy lead. So he wants yeah. he wants to go find uh, Mario. Jay. Wants to find Rossi. God damn it. Did it I say Cal right, again? It says right here, Jay takes Rossi. <laughs> so he goes to Rossi, who's got, who I guess has the money. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I said Mario had the money, but Rossi has the money. He it goes, is Rossi. Yes, he goes to Rossi's uh, a hotel room. His office. Oh, it was his office. Which Excuse is me. right next to oh Mario's house. You know, for a time So we got the shit kicker bar. <laughs> We get, this is a great memory game, people. She kicked really your bar. Is, it really is. The uh, garage. Yes. The arena. Yep. The Holiday Inn. Yes. The bank. Mario's. The dojo. Mario's house. And then Rossi's office building. Okay. Which is a big fucking building because, of course, this is filmed in L.A., this section here. Oh, my God. And he goes up there. Uh, roughs him up a little. Yeah, we, we, we see him enter the building. Like, you see all these guys out there. They've got, like, the CIA. You see, like, the coiled wire going up to their ear from their collar. You're like, oh, man, they're mic'd up. You know, they're ready to spring into action. But our man, Jay, sees yeah. all this, and he's like, I've already got you guys all figured out. I know exactly what I'm going to do. He just walks right into the room. He just right. walks right up there, walks right in the room. And Rossi's just sitting there with the briefcase and a nice fucking little drink there. I think it was some kind of whiskey beverage. The whiskey sour. Whiskey sour. That's a good drink. Um, and he's just like, so you've got something that I want. The contract. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. What are you doing like some bad Sean Connery impression? He's I don't know why. Do your fucking racist Italian thing. Uh, hey, I got ah, this. some out of you. What are you doing here? <laughs> Where are you? Hey, is Richie out there? <laughs> Where's Richie? But I know what you're looking for. I've got the money and you got the contract. Let's have a talk a piece. Yeah, so now I'm, I'm confused again. So he's he, he'll give the money, but he needs the contract? contract? Is that like a receipt? I don't look for his I'm, tax person. My suspicion is that there's no money in the briefcase. Yes, I agree. And then he's got the legal. Well, it was a Kinjitashe case. So Excuse there, me. Yes. So we was, know what's there. In was there was some sex toys, but well, Bronson's face is on the briefcase. So me yeah. and you are like, <laughs> yeah. there's sex toys in there, friend. Yeah. yeah. But apparently, Jay. Well, Jay never has to use sex toys. He can please a woman with his big dick. So I, well, I don't know if Jay likes to fuck anymore. I think he's just <laughs> like, I'm out of here doing my thing, man. 
I, I think that's why I just... Oh, Snowpiercer? Fuck that movie. Um, I think Jay is seriously just like... He's just out of the game now. Okay. He's too busy. You're basically saying Jim Brown's dickless, but okay. No, I'm not. I'm just oh. saying he cares more about making sure his friends are safe. He drove all the way from <laughs> L.A. No, he drove from New York. Okay, we're saying or, New York. Or we don't know where he drove from. All I know is he drove by New York. Exactly. All we know is he drove by New York. But the point is, he is just like... That deal's not going to work. And fucking Rossi's got all these guys hiding in the bathroom, sneaking out, trying to take shots at Jay. And Jay's just turning around like, will they? Will they? Well, no, will he, they? he immediately grabs Rossi as a shield. He Well, no, after, he kills a couple guys because yeah. he had a guy hiding in his bathroom. He had a guy hiding underneath the guy drum. hiding behind, like, a potted plant. You, yeah, you had... you. We talked about it with fucking uh, Cotton Comes to Harlem where Coffin was hiding behind the coat rack where you could clearly <laughs> see him. You have all of that going on. And, you know, we know Jay is a super spy, so he's like, fuck, I see all of you. Shoots them all, and then he's like, Rossi, you're coming with me. Rostov, you're coming with me. And he's like, this is the fifth floor. You're not going to get out of here so easy, pal. He's like, that's fine. We'll take the stairs. I love that they... They gave a credit to this guy. They didn't give him a name. They just called him Stair Guy. Well, he did his job well. He yeah. just gets shot and dies. They descended five flights of stairs. Go to the underground parking garage. And Jay smells trouble. Did, this is, did you also notice? Okay, they got dropped off by limousines, and then Jay has a car here? I just think Cal and Jay would just grab any car they felt like, and it became their car. <laughs> Because it, they were just getting cars like nonstop in this little you're town. Right. They're playing Grand Theft Auto rules. <laughs> yeah, just like... because we we established it's a small town, and we know when you see movies, small towns people always keep their keys in their like the yeah the yeah visor, yeah the, the visor, which nobody's ever done ever. But yeah. in small towns, they do. You that. know what? I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna leave yeah, a car. That's a smart move. Yeah, I leave it unlocked all the time. It's yellow. It's dumb. If you're in America, if you're in Michigan specifically, if you're in the East Side Livonia area, I have a key. My car is always unlocked. Have had it. And so... So he's in the parking garage, and he's he's realizing something's afoot. There's at least two people chasing me. So he leaves Rossi as bait, and Rossi's uh, just sitting there. He doesn't know what to do with shitless. himself. He's scared shitless. So fucking Jim goes... Jim. Uh, well, he is Jim. Yeah, it's Jay. true. Jay. Jay goes That's and... probably hi- what Jay stands for. Oh, my God. <laughs> That there's too much, so Jay, <laughs> I died. Um, Jay goes and hides behind a car, and he's just like, "Well, pe- he sees like he doesn't need a Kinjatash shake case, but he knows most people, men covet the Kinjatash." Oh no, that's the second kill, right? Oh, okay. but yeah, the first guy comes down, and Jim kills him, no problem. Okay. By the way, they were running together, but now suddenly they're apart. Hit uh, the two goon villains that come into the garage, but anyways, so then. Um, Jay has time to go grab the case, or he had it with him, and he just lays it on the ho- uh, the trunk of a car. And so the second goon comes down and he goes, "Hey, is that a Kinja Tache case?" Oh my god, my lady's gonna be so happy! I come home and fuck her. And then uh, Ross goes, "That's a trap!" And, uh, tra- and then Jay just comes out from behind a car and just shoots both of them, kills Rossi. Kills this guy. Well, the other guy tries to pull a gun out, too. Yeah, he's standing and... his ground. I'm not saying he's Yeah, no. Wrong. He's laying his ground. He was laying down, so it's different. The The legal justifications, you have to specify that, Murray. So he's murdered, uh, let's just say, a dozen people at this time. 
And so, of course, if you're a law-abiding citizen, you go straight to the sheriffs and go, look, I just murdered 12 people. But I felt threatened, and I stood my ground. As, and as in any law-abiding town, that's enough for the sheriff. So he's like, well, looks good to me. You got a permit for this gun. Actually, I got to tell you guys, you should leave town. This is my well, job. Well, he's like, you know, you guys, you don't look like you're from around here. Wink, wink. Do you I, even know what a sarsaparilla is? He's like, you ever eaten mayonnaise? <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, what are you talking about? Exactly what they said. And he's like, right. You know, you don't belong here. And they're like, and they're totally like, whatever. We're still looking for our buddies. So they just walk out. They don't even like. They just totally blow the sheriff off. Well, the sheriff, he's like, look. Leave it to us. We'll find your buddy. What'd you say his name is? Leonard? It's Chuck. And if we find him, we'll send you a smoke signal. It takes that Slim Jim out of his mouth <laughs> like it's a cigar or something. And just puts it out on the Stubs guy's desk. It out. And he's like, that's all greasy. What the fuck are you doing? I, I see what you mean about the sheriff being one of the good ones, though, yeah. because it's he just looks, like... He's looking like a really high candidate for one of the good ones. He kind of reminds me... Uh, I can't think of our uh, lieutenant's name from last week. Al- Al- Alexander? Addison. Or Addison. Like where he was like kind of playing it both ways, but you could tell... He's like, he I was, respect the way you guys do things, yeah. but we still have laws here. He, exactly. He was definitely pulling for a coffin and gravedigger. And right. the sheriff is kind of like, please do my work for me. Right. You because, get results. Yeah, yeah, you guys are But I got to do this paperwork, and I don't like that. Right. So... They leave uh, the sheriff's office, and uh, they head back to the Holiday Inn. You got you to gotta have a good soak they need to take it, they gotta You got to take your nap. You, you got to take your nap. You got to shower. You got to change clothes. Right. You just murdered eight people. Well, well yeah. I mean, Cal brought, like, he's going to be there for two days, so he brought 12 outfits. Yeah. And he's like, I got to change. And I, I believe Jay is just going to stare into a mirror <laughs> and think about the 12 men he just killed. So no, no, he's, he's going to stare at a wall. <laughs> And he's like, just call me when you need me. I'll be staring at this wall here. It happens doing to multiplication be, tables in my head. It happens to be the the shared wall that they have. So we're yeah. we're gonna follow since we know what Jay's gonna be doing, staring at the shared wall. What is Cal gonna be doing? He, wa- he walks into his room and his shower's running. And he pulls that will out. He's like, what's going on here? What is going on? He he cracks the door open to his bathroom. And he just points the gun in. And then we see it's not an enemy. It's a friend. It's Stella, Murray's co-worker from Murray. the bar. That's next to the garage. That's next to the dojo. That's next to the <laughs> And she's naked, and she's taking a shower. Yeah. I'm, I'm still expecting a trap right here. Right. And she hits him with the most sensual line that you can have outside of Jason's little shack in the in the woods. You don't need that gun in here, but I'll take that other gun. And Nine he, bullets of that other gun. Better not be shooting I'll blanks. take the only gun that's more powerful than a wieldy. Ooh, okay, I like that. And that's I'll wield better. your wieldy right now. Wieldy. And he's just like, well, when in Rome, I guess I got to fuck this lady. You know? Yeah. So he goes to Bone Town. Murray, there... We see a shot of Jay just staring at the wall while there's moans and screams. I'll 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 play for what 
we actually get, you're right, we get Jay's uh, view of this whole scene. I'll, I'll play it right now. You always end the shower with your gun. Sometimes it's a habit. Makes me feel more comfortable. Something you forgot to tell us? Come on in, the water's fine. No, I don't think I'd be too safe in here. You don't need that gun in here. While they're fucking, she's like, oh, my sister, I've never felt this way before. But I also need to tell you some deets. I got some deets for you. I got so much information. I work with Terry, the chick that Chuck's been fucking in this town. And I know where Chuck's at. He's at this little fuck shack slash murder shack out in the Camp Crystal Lake. It's right next to the arena. It's right next to the dojo. It's yeah. right next to the bank. Well, it's, too, it's, it's a mile down the road. Yeah, okay. It's a little further away. Yeah. So that's why they didn't look there, though. Exactly. That makes perfect sense because it was a mile away. Exactly. And, and technically, they didn't have a car. They so, just stole a lot Griff, of So, Griff, I'm calling it. Fuck it. She's one of the good ones. Stella gets the... She's the one good white person in this movie. The whole time, she's stuck up for Terry. She stops a sexual assault of her friend Terry. Also, the fact that she is good friends with Terry without any of these other characters surrounding them and the guys of the movie, she's the good one. She right. is the good because one. Because she lives in a racist town and she doesn't care. She's like she's willing to risk her life to be friends with Terry. Yeah. And to help these guys out. Kinda like Mario and his sexual partners, he's or Joe, Joe Spinell, he sees the good in a woman. Who? What? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't know what I'm going for here. And so, yeah, she's, she's she's one of the good ones, the good white person in this movie. This might be our first good one that's a white uh, the, a woman, woman. Yeah, because women are awful. <laughs> and so, uh, so okay, we got it. We know where they are. But just so happens, the goons are waiting outside. Oh. And they're fucking with Jay's car. Am I thinking this is the right scene? Because this is where I get confused about the movie. This this is so weird because they go outside at night and they're getting ready to just go straight to this cabin right. one mile away. Um, and they walk out the door and, yeah, there's goons fucking with their car. And as soon as they, like, get their guns out. The car up, that they just took. Because, once again, we're pointing out, they did not. They drove they, here in, like, limos. Yeah, they got dropped off. <laughs> yeah, they just commandeered a car. Like, this is ours now. So so, so the goons immediately notice. Is there a same mechanic from earlier who uh, has been on the, the, the fringe of getting his ass beat by Kale and Jay multiple times? And and Ralph. And Ralph. Thank you. I was like... Remember Ralph? Because he gets fucked in this movie, too. We, never, we hardly ever see Richard Roundtree at all in this movie. Yeah. He's basically non-existent at this point. And so the goons somehow... Where the uh, fuck is he? Is he at the cabin? I don't... Because Chuck took off. No, he is. Harry got kidnapped. He's somehow at the cabin because uh, we're about to go... Well, spoiler alert. We're about to go see him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. So, So they peer around the corner, Jay and Cal, and the guys already start returning fire. These are the mechanics. So... 
We're getting a hail of bullets. There, Cars know. are bursting and exploding. Oh, yeah. When, when, as soon as Jay and Kale start returning fire, they're exploding cars because they're like, we don't own anything here. We they, don't give a they shit. They borrowed uh, Gravedigger's fucking explosive gun that he had and are just blowing shit, shit up. Shit, the mechanics might even be into it because they're like, these people are going to bring their cars back to us. We're going to get to fix them. It's going to cost so much money. Circular economy right here. This is trickle-down economics 101. So they apparently uh, Mario has limitless goons because they kill another like dozen guys. They do. And the cops show up. Sheriff shows Sheriff up. Sheriff shows up. And you would think at this point he's already upset at these uh, whippersnappers for coming to his town and telling them how they're going to run the case. No, he's totally cool. Yeah, he's like, hey, as long as you guys do the paperwork, I'm f- cool with every the fuck you do. And they're not even like, yeah, we're going to take care of that yeah. for you. They're like, no, yeah, you're going to go back to your little fucking office and do the paperwork for us. And Sheriff is just like, yeah, you, you guys, that sounds reasonable. Why don't I go do that for you? Do you guys stay here at the Holiday Inn? We're not fucking telling you a single thing. <laughs> Well, you know, I'll just go right there. That, that the sounds paperwork. reasonable. Uh, <laughs> Can't okay. be too careful these days. <laughs> I I get why the, he gets like a shared one of the good guys because mm. he clearly sees that these guys are doing the right. He's doing mm. the Lord's well, yeah, work. Yeah, but he'd fuck one of them. No, that's why Stella is one of the good ones. Yeah, it it trumps all. It trumps all. Oh my God! So we're gonna go use that lead. And now that the sheriff's off their back, they're going to go steal another car because their car has exploded <laughs> at this point. Uh, no, no, no. What happens is the the hood is up. They, he clearly saw they were fucking with it. Jay's so annoyed, he just shuts the thing and gets in the car. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck they did. To the, they could cut the brake lines. What? They just take off. They take the same car? Yes. See, we're doing revisionist history here where we just assume that they get a new car because, yeah, the mechanic was in there fucking <laughs> with it. They take the same car. Yeah. Wow. That's how that's how fucking badass they are. Like, I don't even give a shit if they broke the the, the brake lines are gonna be too scared to not work. Oh my god, I love it. But yeah, they get all the way out to that cabin. Immediately, Cal or Jay gets out and he's just finding clues left and right, getting his fingerprints all <laughs> over him. Just... Well, they don't. They don't give a shit. They're yeah. just gonna <laughs> kill some people and leave. Well, right. all the all the people they're after are already after them, so it's easy. They're just like, we could just wait out and shoot them all, and we solve the case. And they're like, look, this this, this two by four. There's there's blood on it. And there's some panties over there. <laughs> and he sniffs them. Is like, this sound. This smells like Chuck. <laughs> and so then they, while they're doing that, we see – first of all, it was Jason. But no, it was a little boy. It was, yeah, it was and just he's a little hiding behind the cabin. And they're like, what? Do you see that man? Is that, is that a ghost? No, it was just a kid. So they chase after the kid. And the kid goes, hey, I'm Frank. You looking for Chuck? And they're like, yeah. No. He's, at, he's at my place, which is a garage. Yeah, they, he it upgraded. Like, I like that Chuck upgraded from the little fuck shack <laughs> to a little fuck garage. Yeah, it was like a furnished garage. It was yeah. really fucking weird. And <laughs> I don't know what was happening with this cut, but okay, they, they meet Chuck. Chuck's, you know, doing all right. The guy's like, I did as much as I can. I'm not a fucking surgeon. Okay, he still has the condom yeah. bandages yeah. with everything bagel toppings on it. I, yeah. And yet, everything I could do. 
Well, they're scared. They, they have a hospital. It's right next to uh, Mario's house, which is right next to a dojo. It's oh, right it's next back to in arena. town? Yeah. Okay. So, but no, you don't want to go back in town because it's such a clo- close right. to town. Because they're looking for them. So he's like, look, I did what I could do. Nice, good Samaritan. Yeah. Frank's dad. Frank Sr. And then I didn't know with this weird cut. Uh, uh, Ralph just pops up like surprise. And he's got like a fucking bandage on his head. Dude, seriously. Ralph just kind of like appears in the background. Just slowly ascends fr- from below the camera's view to into the middle of the camera's view. And he's just like, hey, guys. How a, are you? He has a bandage around his head, so we go, okay, I remember he got hit in the head. And he yeah. never has a bandage for the rest of the movie. He's I totally thought, healed after I that. I thought he was dead, first yeah. of all. Now he's <laughs> Yeah, back. because he had this huge gash in his head. Yeah, no. it looked bad. But you no, can't keep fine. a good shaft down. And just when we're thinking we're all done with surprises, the fucking garage doors, which are like barn doors, fly open, and there's the fucking sheriff. He's like, look, guys, I'm getting tired of this paperwork. I've been working since six in the morning, and he's just like, "You guys just gotta get the fuck out of town." I I just can't do this paperwork. My hand is so fucking uh, carpal tunneled at this point. I just can't do it anymore, guys. And then Jay uh, just comes up, pats him on the cheek, and goes, "Get the fuck out of here. We're taking care of business." I see. What you mean? And I see that you guys did my job. So I'll go finish the paper. What I came here for was to ask, you spell your name J as in just the letter J? And Jay says, shh, shh, shut your mouth. But is it? Turn around, leave. It's just the letter. Don't let the door hit you. Don't let the garage door hit you on the way out. It's just the letter J, though. And he's like, that's reasonable. And he just he's like... Walks out. He's like, can you bury the bodies at least? I just don't want to do this paperwork. <laughs> I'm like, no, we can't do that. Sorry. So Ralphie breaks it down. It's like, look, man, we're all together. We should just leave. But Terry, you know, like we Chuck makes the rounds. He hits his city a lot, like at least once every couple years. It's yeah. his best pussy in town is Terry. So let's, we got to rescue her. Yeah. And the sheriff just goes, that sounds like a good plan. And he pops in. <laughs> sheriff has still got his head peeked into the barn doors. He's like, so like, hey, hey, sheriff, while you're here, where's the hospital? He's like, well, you go down the street. It's right next to Mr. Mar- Mr. Rossi's office building, which is right next to the dojo, which is right next to the Holiday Inn, which is right next to the garage, which is right next to the, the shit kicker bar. You got that? You got like, that? And they're like, yeah, we got is it. Is that the left or the right? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Depending on which way you come so from. So they take uh, Chuck, finally get him some medical attention. Yeah. And fortunately, guys, it went all the way through. So there's going to be no damn permanent damage. No permanent He's damage. perfectly fine. It, it, upon hearing this news, our boys, Cal, Jay, and Ralph, they all throw their hands in together over uh, Chuck's you know, body there. Well, he's still alive. But they're like, let's get these guys together. This looks like a three the hard way situation. This really does look like three the hard way. And we got all these badasses. It's going to be fucking amazing. So I you have Rossi here, but I think this is Mario's place. I'm not sure. I don't. I can't tell ta- Italians apart. So I'm going to say they go to, to Mario's place. Yeah, because Rossi got killed. So we fucked up the notes here. They go to Mario's place. And just so has it, 
Mario's wife is having an Oprah book club wine thing. It's just for women to get together and drink wine. That's yeah. basically what it is. Maybe somebody is part of the Kinjitashe like uh, club. Yeah, club, and she's trying to sell like the other ladies on it. Yeah. You know? Uh, wow, I, I like that we spun that whole like multi-level marketing thing out of this. That was right. not our intent at all. No. Basically, it's just a bunch of horny middle-aged white ladies getting drunk. Yeah, and it's just which Cal. That's music to his ears. From what I've read on some of those uh, sex boards, is that they get together with the idea of just telling each other about the the objects in the Kinjatashate case. <laughs> it's the simply Kinjatashate case. I but then they end up fucking each other. Mm, okay. And so Jay and Cal, they just, they just barge in the house. They don't even knock. They just no. barge in. Well, what are you doing here? And then she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She just sees the fucking bulges in their fucking tight-ass pants. She's thinking of... And they're like, where's your fucking husband at? Mm. Well, he, he's not here. Oh, that's a likely story. He'll, he'll, be, he'll, be, here to, he'll be here tomorrow. Sounds good. So they take off. Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Mario makes a beeline for the for uh, calls her husband up. She's like, "Look, these sexiest fuck black men were here. We did have sex, but I didn't tell them anything. <laughs> Get your goons. They're headed your way. They forced the sex upon me, but I was into it. But I wasn't into it because I love you and I'm committed to you. And the goons, they are like, "Hey, let's set a trap at the old Miller place." That, this is another thing where I got confused. Stone Miller place. Yes. That's We've what, seen the whole town, Murray. No, this you didn't look past the hospital. Right next to the hospital is the old Miller place, <laughs> which is an old Sparks factory. What? Like, fucking NAFTA fucking shut it down. But that was that was the main industry in this town was Sparks. Wow. So that's why everyone's so fucked up and, you know, Smoking meth in the city square and drinking Fago because they don't have a job. So, so now these people are becoming a little more human for us, Griff. They really are. And they, 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 we're trying to explain all the Rossi's goons. This is why they're goons. I don't know what's happening here. Well, they, they take if you don't have a job at a Sparks Factory, what are you going to do? Someone says, "Hey, I, I I'm looking for goons." Yeah, I'll you pay you. It. I'll make sure you can go to the yeah. Town so now hospital. they're a little more sympathetic. I mean, sure, I they so. gang raped the little woman, but you know. Water on the bridge. So, um, you know, we get a quick cut of Chuck. He's disappeared from the <laughs> you hospital. You see that overacting by that, that actress who's the nurse? Yes. Like she walks in the room. It's empty. What? Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, so we know Chuck's gone. Yeah. But uh, our boys, Cal and Jay, now that they have Rossi. They have Mario. Rossi's Ma- dead. Mario. Rossi's yeah. dead. It doesn't so, matter. Yeah, it doesn't. So Mario, uh, they take Mario back to the bar, and sure enough, the goons are waiting for him there. Yeah. So of course, hail bolts are waiting for them. And that is, I think Mario is the ma- the only employer of this fucking city because everybody in the city is a goon for Mario, and he, I, and that probably makes sense why they have mustaches. He probably makes them have mustaches. They probably make them have mustaches. It's part of their uniform. I like that his top henchman is Mario, and then the lead guy is also Mario. Did we consider this? No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. That's well, probably it. He's like, I don't even respect you. You don't even have a name. You're Mario. You belong to me. Yeah. When I'm not around, you are Mario. And then when he's probably around. It's like, around, I am Negan. It's like, I am Mario. It, it's like, it's The Walking Dead. This movie became The Walking Dead. Oh, my know? God. That's amazing. Walking, the Walking Dead has a lot to answer for because they, they stole it from this movie. So during the shootout at the bar, Mario actually escapes. Yes. 
And, Escapes to the old Miller place. And uh, the goons, for some reason, I think it's because they uh, put the one guy, the mechanic, appears again. And I'm pretty and, well, sure he's they... right next to the, the shit kicker bar. Yeah, yeah. Which is true. right next to the dojo, which is right next to the Hilton, which is right next to, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Murray. Uh, but I think they put his head under the hood and start slamming no! it. No! He hides underneath. He's a bitch, so he hides underneath a truck. Oh, and they, they yeah. start lowering And then he told, no, he, he totally Bitches out and says, they're at the old you know, Miller place. And then they just shoot the fucking tires and it crushes him. Yes. And you just see the blood slip out underneath and you hear the You're like, oh, Jason's going to be playing for this one. No big deal. The sheriff won't be able to come on to us for this one because we can just blame it on Jason. That's got to make the sheriff's job real easy. Another death. Jason. Yeah, up. That's what he did at the end. He's just like, Jason killed everybody. That's how the whole myth yeah. started was Jason did it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Jason died. He drowned as a child. <laughs> and they made this whole urban legend around these guys coming into town and killing everybody. Fuck, this is some Stephen King level <laughs> shit here. <laughs> this is better than Stephen King. We don't have any like children with like psychic powers here. Uh, by the way, if a movie comes out with this plot line to it, yeah, Merman Productions is coming for you. Right. This is our movie. Just, just like uh, whoever did the f- song for Disco Godfather or whatever came after us on YouTube. Yeah. Oh. But Come yeah. On. So it, here's it's here is the final fight. Everyone shows up at this abandoned factory. The We've old. We've got a place. lot of scores to settle, Murray. So this this last action scene. I imagine it's going to be 35 minutes long. No, it's very abrupt and very confusing and very boring. <laughs> and very slow. Like, the first eight minutes of it are... Somehow it's abrupt and slow at the same time. <laughs> right. But it is. He's telling the truth. This is this is probably uh, innuendo for the whole sex scene uh, with Fred Williamson in the shower. I think he blew his load really quick. And this is like... You know, kind of his chi was so depleted that he's I, like, I believe so. I believe so, and I think this captures it all because we start out. It's slow. It's chased at the same time. We just have K K <laughs> K. I could have picked two other letters. Cal and J. And they're just kind of they're like taking different entrances and they're slowly making their way. I think uh, wasn't Ralph involved too. Yes, Ralph Ru- was yeah. there too. Ru- Ralph also takes an entrance or whatever. So we watch them all creeping around, and we finally, after five minutes of creeping, find a couple of goons. Yeah, one guy's pissing on a wall. Yeah, they're they're standing by a hobo fire, and the guy's like, "I gotta drain the old vein." Walks away, and they're like, "This is our time to strike." And our three are already in position. Well, don't they do a little cat and mouse first and start making noises? They cat and mouse the guy who stands by the fire. Oh, okay. They throw a coin uh, the opposite direction of where the guy went to go pee. And he goes, that sounds like a penny, and he runs after it. Yeah, he's like, trickle-down economics? I love it. I'll take that penny. But they're like, these guys don't have the balls to come here. They're not, they're not showing. I'm getting tired of this shit. Little do they know, they're already their goose is already cooked. They're surrounded by... I, Three, the hard way. Three, the hard I like how you tied that in. So they go to check it out, and that's when you hear the first shot and the first death, and then you see five more deaths. All of a sudden, Ralph's running in. And everywhere they shoot, things burst into flames. Yeah, you are not wrong. Well, this is a Sparks factory, so maybe some leftover spark material. There is plenty of oil barrels lying around (laughs) that are just waiting to combust, and they hit every single (laughs) one of them. And during this whole ruckus, Ralph runs in, 
And he finds Terry, who is just like not even tied up. She was just like laying on the ground. She had that. I think they, they almost set her on fire. Yeah, they did. You're right. <laughs> and you know what I noticed as well is they took that gross uh, mattress from Jason's cabin, and she was laying on that. And I gotta imagine that thing's ready to combust. Yeah, it did. And so they're just murdering everybody. No, never are they in danger at all. They're just blowing shit up, having a good old time. Meanwhile, Chuck found a truck. He just, you know, see, this is my truck now. So he gets in a truck, starts it up, Stella, goes he, over to, to uh, Stella's place. Which, of course, is next door to the hospital. Right. Yeah, because Stella and Terry were roommates. And he needs to know where to go. He doesn't know where the abandoned factory is. And because is. she's one of the good ones, she tells him, she's like, fuck, tell you, I'm going to show you. She gets in the car truck with him. They make a beeline for the old Miller place. As luck would have it just in time. As everyone's been killed and murdered, they show up, say, hey, it's Chuck. Jump in the truck. They take off. I think a couple. Jay does get shot. I was going to say, somebody gets shot. Jay and Cal get shot. I never saw Cal get shot, but he does get shot. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but, 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 uh, Ralph Richard Roundtree does not get shot, but all the rest of the other guys get shot, but they still make their escape. I, when when the fuck does does Mario get killed? What the fuck happened to Mario? Mario died off screen, man. Don't worry. And did about they it. did they get their money? I don't even remember if they got their money. No, we don't <laughs> need to know about that because they won. <laughs> so the whole reason to come there is wasted. <laughs> they don't get so suffice it to say. Next day, they're all in the hospital. Well, first of all, we just see a door with a, with a tiny little window. All these skanks are like piled around it like oh my god they're oh all my god. giggling yeah and then the, then we there's a little curtain that covers the window our buddy benji there the dog he pulls the curtain shut he's like no 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 you're not looking in on these we, fly didn't, we didn't bring it up but there's several scenes where benji the dog comes <laughs> up fred has uh taken him under his wing after right. that first he's like i'm gonna scene. teach you how to be a fucking player and he always has that slim jim it's great. I loved it. And then we see, I think Terry is in there. And they're all like laid up in this fucking the, the hospital, which is next to Rossi's, uh, the old Miller place, which is next to Ross's apartment, which is next to the dojo, which is next to the Holiday Inn, which is next to the shit kicker bar. <laughs> and they're just like, hey, guys, what the fuck? We got shot. We got no money. But we had a good time, <laughs> didn't we? We killed like 25 people. Throw all their hands in together. Hell yeah. Freeze frame. I'll just play some bass. Yeah, bo 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 bo. So good. There it goes. I I love like obviously not the perfect movie. No, but it was I've limited fun. budget. But they did what they could with it, and they didn't try to stretch it out for no particular reason. And you could tell this there was no focus groups. This was totally from the mind of Fred Williamson. Yeah. This is a po' boy production. I did see assistant screenplay writers. James Williamson, uh, Tyler Williamson, they were all they were all pseudonyms uh, for Fred. The weirdest thing in the credits was, first of all, all the Fred Williamson was in every credit. Yeah, he was assistant to himself. <laughs> I thought oh, that no, was we odd. mentioned that at the top. That half was of odd. That was that was interesting for sure. You and... don't really see that too often. So, man, how can we top this? The Black Plantation History Month has just been explosive. There's no way we can top it. I mean, off the dome. Like, two of our favorite black actors are Fred and 
uh, Steve James. Right. But I don't think Steve James had that storied career of going into the production, writing, directing, no. all of that. If he, if God hadn't taken him before his time, yeah. he would have. I think so. He did. Well, no, he made Street Hunter. That was uh, that was Steve James' production. He made that happen. Nice. So he was going in that direction, and then God was like, "I need you." Yeah. I, you know, sorry. God is probably Michael Dudikoff. He's that level, and so he's like, "I need someone to be." Yeah, to because be, to God, be my wingman. God is like, here. I got some karate tournament with the devil, and I need someone to make me look cool. Can you? <laughs> I have to kill you. Sorry. To it's, beat everybody else around the ring when I'm fighting the devil, so I can get, so I can win without the devil cheating. Right. Makes sense. And but and being the, the good Samaritan, and then is he's like, I understand, God, I'll do it. So Murray, you're saying you have something that is going to equate this and ex- excel on it. We Griff Black Exploitation History Month is not ending with a whimper, but with a bang! Bang! This movie is the baddest. Jonah. This movie is the prettiest. Jonah. This movie has the sweet, virginal, pure Bruce Leroy. Jonah. This movie has the sexy, seductive former prince protege Vanity. Jonah. This movie has, believe it or not, an early uh, appearance by William H Macy. Nice. This movie has. The Shogun of Harlem. Jonah! That's right, people. I'm talking about Barry Gordy, Detroit's own Barry Gordy, Motel Man's Last Dragon. Jonah! So I cannot wait to talk about that. Ending Black Exploitation History Month on a bang. And as always, keep it warm. Jonah!